I'm late. No, you got here right on time. No, I'm late. It's the late show. Sorry, I'm late. You're too late. <laughs> the wizard is never late. Can I help you? Yeah, I, uh, I'm gonna see the show. But not to come late. You are late. You're late, man. Always late, huh? The hour goes late. You're late. I'm not paying for those. But is he already too late to save his friends? You're too late! And I'm like, dude. <laughs> You're not going from Mary Poppins to a savage killer. <laughs> I would say yes, it lives up to the hype. <laughs> what little hype I had for it, it was pretty damn good. Alright kids, welcome back. This week we are Late to the Show podcast. This is John and Jake, and we got a fucking movie for you. This week's movie is What We Do in the Shadows. There's currently a series based from this movie that we're going to be talking about today, currently playing on FX. FX, please sponsor us. <laughs> FX, FXX, FX Movies. Is FX Fox, is that the same thing? Yeah, FX is a Fox channel. That's stupid. That they call it FX and not just Fox. I don't know. There's a, I'm sure there's a reason for it. Okay. But um, yeah, we are talking about what we do in the shadows. Um... Two weeks in a row. It's a movie I've seen that you haven't. Right. Not a particularly old movie, but it came out in 2014. Yep. Actually based on a small short film. Not a small film. It's a short film. Short film. Come on, man. Directed by Taika Waititi, who also directed this, who also directed Thor Ragnarok. Um, The original short film only had three of the smaller characters from the main film. And then they just blew that shit up. The short film came out in 2005 also. Oh, wow. (laughs) So then he he, he sat on that one for a while. A bit. (laughs) You know. Does he have anything to do... I mean, like, I know he was just in last week's episode, Mm -hmm. but does Taika Waititi, is he, like, creator of the show? No, uh, Jermaine Clement, who plays uh, Vladislav. Vladislav the Polker. Yes. Um, He is the executive producer, so I'm assuming showrunner Mm. uh, for the show. But uh, Taika Waititi directed the pilot. Okay. Um, so I imagine he's still got his hand in there somewhere. Maybe they both do writing for it. I'm not really sure. Hmm. I haven't seen his name pop up that many times. So. Okay. But. Uh, well, we're not talking about the show today. No, today we're not. Today we're talking you... about the movie. I'll bring it up <laughs> again later. But if you like the movie, if you've already seen it, go watch the show if you're not watching it. It's great. <laughs> So let's take a look at our regular list of questions. Jake, why didn't you see this movie? Uh, I'd never heard of it. <laughs> never heard of it before. And, uh, when you, but when you started describing it, because <clears throat> you told me about it last week, and then you started describing it, all of a sudden I remembered that the series is on, and that Kate had kind of told me about the series a little bit, so everything came crashing together. And I also didn't realize that Taika Waititi directed Thor Ragnarok, really, yes. until you said that. He also plays Corgan Thor Ragnarok. Right. Who's everyone's favorite character for some reason? Because he's hilarious. I don't like Korg. I think you're the only person. I also didn't like Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> I think you're the only person. <laughs> mm. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I never seen it. I just never heard of it. Uh, and I I mean, did it have like a big release in the States? Not not really a huge one. Is uh, it kind of a cult classic? Is it's, that its thing? At, at this point, it's kind of more of a cult classic movie though the show's doing pretty well so i imagine like that's going to spark some more interest well yeah uh, i mean it's people. on a huge platform now as opposed to just releasing a mockumentary film i yeah. mean if you're going to make a quote unquote mockumentary that's already limiting your audience yeah cuz like it's a fun genre but not a lot of really really big hits no of that genre not even documentaries really i mean no docs i mean docs, they're big but they're not as big as just a Typical entertainment-based feature. Okay, yeah, you know? that's fair. But <laughs> so when you make a mockumentary, it's just narrowing it down even further. Yeah. But uh, I thought it was a really good movie too. Yeah, I will say that it was. Fan- I, yeah, it's it's one of the best comedies that I've <laughs> encountered because I saw it for the first time about a year ago. Yeah, how'd you end up hearing about it? Well, I'd heard about it like online mm-hmm. several times. Like people mention it, and I was always just like, I want to watch this, and I just never did. Um, and then me and Molly were hanging out one day, and she suggested it, and so I'm like, yeah, sure. Had she seen it? Yes, she had seen it before then. Okay. Uh, so we watched it, and I loved it. Then the show came out, and I'm like, hell yeah, and I'm back kind of onto the swing of what we do in the shadows. Hmm. 
Now, let me ask you this. If, like, you know, we weren't doing this and somebody had described that movie to described this movie to you, is it one that you would have gone out and tried to find that quickly? Or would you have been like, I'll put that on I the probably would have put it on the back burner. <laughs> Just, yeah. well, I'm not a huge documentary guy anyway. Okay. But um, <clears throat> I wouldn't have expected it to be, you know, as, like, uh, funny as it ended up being. Yeah. I, I wasn't super into The Office either, so sometimes a lot of those, like, where they pull the characters aside for a separate interview for certain mm. things, like, I mean, it almost feels like kind of a burnt-out medium. Like, The Office did it, obviously. Modern Family does it. Yep. And then to Parks sit through a whole feature of doing it, I haven't seen Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec is probably the best of those three shows, but... And then to sit through like an hour and a half with one full complete story, or mm-hmm. I didn't even know if it was going to be a full complete story or yeah. not. I thought maybe it could also just be a bunch of different like scenarios all stitched together. Which it kind of was. Kind of, but it still like had them like going through like days of their lives and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It only had those jumps when they needed a character to go away for a while. Yeah. And then, basically, that character came right back also. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. But, uh... So, no, we're kind of... We've talked around it. Jake, would you like to describe what this movie is about? Okay. This movie is a mockumentary about the lives of vampires in Williamsburg? Wellington. Wellington. W. In Wellington, New Zealand. <laughs> Which is important because they acknowledge that there are... I almost said Voldemort's. That they acknowledge <laughs> that there are vampires all over the world, and each uh, kind of area has its own um, council of vampires also. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is just specific to New Zealand vampires, and it's uh, it follows three in particular. Mm-hmm. And then um, they have a... Um, Roommate? Flatmate? Uh, oh, Nosferatu flatmate in the basement. Who's 8,000 years old. You don't see him much. And then later, they add a new vampire to their fold named Nick. Uh, I don't know if he had a last name. I don't think any of the characters really had last names. Uh, He was one of their victims that they turned into a vampire. Yes. But the main three is um, Viago, Vladislav, and Deacon. Vladislav the poker, yes. Whom if you may associate with uh, Vlad the Impaler. (laughs) Yes. In a not-so-subtle reference. (laughs) Right. That was actually probably one of my, like, one of the quotable parts of the movie that I remember is uh, when, um, uh, what's Nick's friend's name? Stu. 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 When Stu's showing him Facebook, he's like, hey, do you want to poke him? And he just looks at him real serious. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it just follows them around, and it's their relationships as uh, roommates or flatmates. And, um, yeah, just just them going through town, you know, they can only come out at night, obviously. It's pretty standard vampire rules. They don't mention garlic, really, throughout this movie, I don't think. No, not really. (laughs) But they're not allowed to eat human food at all. Oh, that's right, I forgot about that. Because, uh, shortly (laughs) after Nick's transformation, he eats one French fry. (laughs) Sorry, a chip. Oh. We're in New Zealand. (laughs) Oh. They're my favorites. (laughs) Can I... Beta vampires, it's overrated. Don't believe the hype. <laughs> uh, yeah, they can turn uh, from bats to regular vampires. They can fly at any point that they want to. Yep. Um, they can also transform into... Some of them have the ability to transform into Oh, other beasts. creatures. Some do it better <coughs> than others. Yes. <laughs> they can hypnotize people, kind yep. of. Some do it better than others. Yes. They have to be asked, They have to be invited in for right. an enter place. So it's... When they, they have a kind of a hard time trying to get into nightclubs because they have to get a bouncer to ask them to come in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, just please invite us into your club. They don't break any of the rules or do little variants on the rules of vampires like uh, Twilight does where you get all sparkly during the daylight. They literally catch on fire during the daylight. Yes. Um, Steaks work. Yeah. Silver. Silver. Like silver. Oh, that was great too. When he tries on, <laughs> when he puts on the pendant and just like sits there and like just take it, and that's about as long as I can wear that. <laughs> yeah. uh, one of my favorite quotes of the movie is um, 
just when Vladislav uh, is talking about Viago, he's describing mm. him. He's like, he was an 18th century dandy. <laughs> <laughs> that just shows that big picture of him, the portrait. I love the, I know we tend to do this, but I also really love the scene when, because uh, at the house meeting, he's asking that they like put down towels or newspapers or stuff. <laughs> and then when he's like going to eat that woman, he's like laying down towels and newspapers. <laughs> oh, so uh, tell me about like what your plans are. I want to travel and like see Spain and Italy, and he's like getting more and more depressed. He's like, "Well, I'm gonna kill you, though." <laughs> well, it's it, Im- but... it's important to him that in their last moments they feel very special and happy. Yeah. But uh, she seemed to have a good time, so <laughs> I hit a major artery, just <laughs> soaked in blood, spraying all over the walls of his desk. Oh, shit. <laughs> My other favorite quote still is. I think of it like if you have a sandwich, you would just, when they're describing why they eat virgins or prefer virgins, (laughs) right? think of it like when you have a sandwich, you would just have a much better experience if you knew nobody had fucked it. (laughs) Um, And also the whole, uh, we can give a little description on each character, I suppose. That'd probably help for us talking about the movie in certain points. So Viago is a dandy. Yeah, 18th century dandy. But, um, so his big, uh, kind of, um, character plot story throughout the movie mm-hmm. is that, uh, I don't remember what year it was, but at some point, his assistant had put him in his coffin and shipped him to where his girlfriend had moved to, which was yeah. across the world. Yes. However, which was Wellington, New Zealand. Oh, okay. However, um, that's right, that makes sense. The assistant had used the wrong postage, so Viago didn't get there for like nine months or eight a months. A year and a half. Oh, it was a year and a half? Eighteen months. <laughs> he got there 18 months later than he was supposed to, and by the time he got to Wellington, his girlfriend had moved on and married someone else. <laughs> yeah. So he's kind of a hopeless romantic character. He's often stands outside of a 90-year-old woman's house. Or 86? Is that how old she was? 96? I think 90, something like that. It was something six, but I can't remember if it was 80 or 90. Yeah. Really old woman. (laughs) So he stands outside of her window looking at her, (laughs) wishing he could be with her. Um, And then Vladislav the poker. Do you want to tell his story? Uh, Vladislav. uh, Why he is the way he is for most of the movie. The way he is uh, throughout a lot of the movie is because of, well... He, again, he's a Vlad, Vlad the Impaler type. He was a despot back when he was still alive, when he was 16. Uh, <laughs> it was when he got turned into a vampire. It was just a much rougher existence back then. <laughs> um, but then, uh, yes, he was a despot, and he was loved torturing people and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then he had a really hard breakup at some point with another vampire that he calls the Beast. Yeah. Throughout, uh, well, he at first they always talk about it like this big battle he had with the beast, and then it turns out it was just a bad breakup where she kicked his ass basically. <laughs> um, and so he's just kind of like a miserable guy because of that sort of thing. He uh, can't really use his powers like he yeah. used to be able to when he, he tries to transform into creatures. It's always his, his face, face on the creature's body. Yeah. <laughs> Um, he can't hypnotize people nearly as good. <laughs> he used to be able to get entire crowds, and now he can barely get, like, one person hypnotized. Right. Um, um and then Deacon. I don't... Deacon was mostly just... He was the youngest of the vampires. He was the young, rebellious vampire at 183 years old. Right. Um. I can't remember his story now, though. Oh, it, His was mostly was... conflict with Nick. Well, I'm saying, like, how he became a vampire. Oh, right, right, right. Uh, he was just walking around. Was he traveling? And he yeah, found he was the selling castle. Wares. That's right. And that, and then it was Peter. Yeah, Peter's the one who turned him into a vampire. <laughs> their eight thousand year old Nosferatu, and they're roommate. still friends to this day. Yeah. Don't know how they managed to handle that. And uh, Peter lives in the basement in a stone tomb. He's eight thousand years old, and he barely talks. He doesn't talk in the entire movie. He just screeches at people. Yes. <laughs> and then uh, Viago brings him chickens every day. Yes. And helps him clean his teeth. And <laughs> yeah. I was actually kind of glad when Peter died because uh, I didn't want to look at his face anymore. <laughs> yeah. 
Spoiler th- alert, Peter dies. Peter, Peter gets killed. Well, and it's partly because of Nick, the new vampire. He goes around and tells everybody that they're vampires constantly. Like, he's, like, super excited about it. Right. And uh, one of the per- people he tells ends up being a vampire hunter who follows them back and <laughs> kills Peter. Sneaks into the basement. Yeah. And yeah. kills Peter. Does he... <laughs> He doesn't stake Peter. No. The, he breaks he, the window and then it lets sunlight the, in, right? Yeah, and then when Peter like emerges to fight him, basically the the, the slab from his... Uh, That's right. Kill, it kill, falls kill. on the vampire well, and hunter. He, well, and he like, twisted his head all the way around because when they find his body later, they're like turning his head to see who it was. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, and then they deduce that like when he came through the window, the, Peter caught on fire from the sunlight. <laughs> Yeah, because it just opens up and there's fire alarms going off, and they open the basement door and flames are coming out of the basement. <laughs> Peter's like flailing around down in the basement. Right. Um, oh, it's a more sad part of the movie it, for it, the characters, especially for Deacon, who was his best friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and actually, I think also kind of an important note: Deacon has. So in the movie, they use the concept of familiars with like, uh, yeah, uh, where it's like human servants who. Usually, and it does the same in the show, where they're basically promising them that they're going to make them vampires. Right. Um, And Deacon has a familiar named Jackie. Mm -hmm. And the the way they meet Nick is that Jackie uh, brings him and his girlfriend to them because she thinks they're both virgins. Right. And she's like, well, I thought you were a virgin. Yeah, we were 12 when we dated. I was back then. (laughs) Yeah, Jackie works for Deacon, and she does all sorts of stuff for them. She does their laundry. She does the dishes. She cleans. She cleans up after every death. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and all she wants is to become a vampire. Right. And then Deacon just uh, keeps putting it off and not yep. doing it for her. Uh, until Nick eventually does it for her in yes. a six-month gap yeah. of time. And apparently Deacon did not go and see Jackie at all. Because he was surprised that she was a vampire when they saw at the, the masquerade ball. Yeah. Like, Deacon's like, oh, you're a vampire now. She's oh, like, yeah. yeah. It's just that he hadn't seen her for that whole chunk of time. Yeah. But, uh, no, good. I mean, one thing that surprised me was, um, I'm curious if, because uh, I know Taika Waititi, he's a filmmaker, but yes. since he's... He plays Viago in the yep. movie. I'm curious if he has any improv background or anything like that. Because if not, then the movie was very well written. So mm. they could kind of get into their characters the way they had had them written. Yeah. Because it didn't feel staged. Like, they did a good job at making everything feel, like, off the cuff and, you know, as funny as if it were actually happening in real time. Yes. It we- didn't feel rehearsed, really. Which, actually, I was reading, because uh, that's kind of what happened with the character of Stu, was, like, <laughs> if I'm, he was, the guy was supposed to not even really be, he, like, he was told he was going to have a bit part, so we just, like, figured he didn't have to, like, try that hard on the acting and everything, right. which is how they got Stu's performance, where he's just kind of this soft-spoken guy who just likes to, because that must be how they subtly, yeah. helping them out. Yeah, he's just, like, he's there setting up their Wi-Fi and shit for them, but... <laughs> uh, I love at the masquerade when he, they're like keep asking him to like about himself. He's like, "Hi, I'm I'm still." And like, Could you please speak up? Uh, I, I'm still. <laughs> oh, like right bef- when they're they know he's a human at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, a virgin. A group of <laughs> I could smell a virgin at a thousand paces. Take a thousand paces away and smell yourself. <laughs> So a group of vampires brings their human friend to a party of vampires. Vampires, zombies, oh, that's right, witches. Zombies. It's everything undead. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess everything undead eats living humans. Pretty much. Yeah, I actually didn't think about that before. That's typically what the undead do. Yeah, but why? Because <laughs> it's a metaphor. Is it? Yeah, it all, it all depends on... What kind of undead you got? <laughs> Zombies are typically a metaphor for rampant consumerism and how yeah. it's eating away at, at humanity. And vampires are a metaphor for predatory behavior. What about werewolves? Uh, probably predatory behavior too, but they're not really <laughs> undead, so we're not talking about them. Yeah, Though they show up not. in the movie. 
Yeah, they do. With uh, Reese Darby. I was surprised which, to see him. In which this. I was actually going to bring that up. I was looking over the cast today, and I'm like, Reese Darby, why do I know that name? It's because you brought him up on the Mortal Kombat. I said it'd be podcast. funny if he played Kano. <laughs> That's who it was. <laughs> I didn't say he'd be the best choice for no, Kano. No, you said it would be funny. But he would be funny. <laughs> and I was like, why do I know that name? And I clicked on it, and I'm like, oh, it's the guy from Jumanji <laughs> we were talking about. <laughs> Uh, he's also the Jim Jeffries show weatherman. <laughs> hmm. He was replaced by Brad Pitt, though, unfortunately. Hmm. Dun, dun. Um, but one thing, too, that uh, it stood out with me the first time I saw it, but definitely more than now, this time around, was the, all the special effects in the movie. And I'm oh, yeah, really yeah. curious as to how they pulled some of them off. At some points, you could tell, like, they, like they're almost like put their arms back like they're going to float almost a little too early. So, like, you could tell yeah. it's through, like, a rigging system of some kind. But, like, I was thinking more like the scene where he's like, ooh, it's a floating teacup. And, like, it's, like, shot of him holding the teacup and without the camera breaking, it, like, pans to the mirror and the mm. teacup's just floating. But the camera's back so you can also still see Viago playing with the teacup. Do you want to know how they do that? I've got an idea, but I'm not really sure. Oh, well, so what they would do... What I'm assuming they would do is they would film a teacup, like, on a string, mm -hmm. and then, like, have it go through the same motions, and then what they would do would take that image, insert it onto that footage, and then pin it to the corners of the mirror, so it would still have the same perspective, and yeah. it would fill in the mirror without Viago being in it. Yeah, that would, that's, that makes sense. That's how I'd that... seen stuff done in student films, anyway, for stuff like that. Because my thought was like using more one where you uh, you basically film from the f do the same kind of film motions, um, but then you have like you can do in like a lot of the digital editors where you can like just crop the screen down, and then they oh, have yeah. the other side Could cropped in with too. like green screen yeah deal, um, like just green screen uh, take away TD out, mm -hmm. but then like the one where he comes out of his backpack. When like he's when he's running when Nick's running from them in the house, and like uh, Deacon starts oh, like yeah. crawling his way out of his fucking backpack. That's right, I forgot about that. <laughs> and I'm like, how the fuck did they do that? <laughs> it was just there was a lot of like again really impressive yeah, effects I or like not how they did that or like every time they would turn into bats. Because mm -hmm. like you can kind of like I kind of get how you can go about CGIing shit in like a big budget like movie that's meant to just be a movie mm -hmm. but this was supposed to feel like a documentary and it felt like in those moments they turn into bats and then pop back out right i do notice like they do a lot of camera movement when they do turn into bats like real quick uh wipe and zooms and yeah. stuff um which can help hide cuts yeah for sure and then also i mean the budget for the movie was a million dollars I mean, yeah. So they still... had some, like, they didn't have too many effects to do where they could afford to make them look as good know, as possible. Right. Or at least blend in with what they've already done. Yeah. Because, I mean, the camera work on the movie isn't like, it's not uh, fucking revenant or anything, but no. it doesn't have to be because it gives it more of that documentary feel. Yeah, it's supposed to feel, and it does feel like a documentary. Right, right. It, it feels <laughs> like a camera crew following some people around. Right. Which was also funny when um, uh, they're getting upset at Nick for saying for telling everyone that they're vampires. He's like, yeah, but you have a camera crew following you guys. Yeah, I, I love that they pointed that out. It's like <laughs> they're documenting this. This is supposed to be a secret society. And I like at the top when it's just like they've got crucifixes and they've been offered protection by the subjects. <laughs> yeah. So it's like that's their explanation as to why they're able to do this. Yes. But uh, also when. Um, Right before Deacon and Nick's bat fight. <laughs> yeah. Um, when uh, Deacon's yelling at Nick, he's like, you're telling everyone we're vampires. And then Nick says, yeah, I'll tell everyone you're an asshole, too. <laughs> yeah, How about and that? And he looks right at the camera. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of my favorite lines. <laughs> yeah, what if I tell everyone an asshole? <laughs> that you're an asshole. Yeah. Um, werewolves, not swearwolves. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. The... Uh, werewolf pack right i also like that they tried to chain themselves up to trees before they turned into werewolves yeah. so they're like conscious of what they do as werewolves or what? conscious of what they could do as werewolves they don't necessarily know what they're doing when they're werewolves yeah 
where are your gym pants or whatever your stretch pants you know you're just going to destroy those jeans when you transform you know how big you get right oh yeah and he was yelling at the other guy for tying himself up to too small of a tree yeah <laughs> yeah I, I like the werewolves a lot yeah i could have actually seen you know they were going to make a sequel movie um called what we do in the moonlight Yep. And then it was just going to be changed to called uh, We're Wolves. Yeah. Like, nice. We Are Wolves. That would have been better. That probably would have been better than What We Do in the Moonlight, but... I feel like What We Do in the Moonlight is a little more sellable. It, just well, because it's a, it's clearly a sequel to What We Do in the Shadows. In the Shadows. But We're Wolves is... It's funnier. Is cleverer. <laughs> uh, but I don't know why they... Oh, I think... Um, it just said they had production issues and they never went back to doing it. Yeah, I think so. But um, actually, one that I'd seen uh, trailers for was uh, Wellington uh, Paranormal, where it follows the, the two, two cops. cops. Yeah. Um, and uh, that actually did air, but that's like just in New Zealand, from what I've seen. Really? Yeah. Is it just? It's just there's. In New I didn't Zealand. even realize that it aired. Yep. Or I figured like maybe it just had a. Uh... A pilot and then didn't go anywhere afterwards. No, but from what it looked like on Wikipedia, that uh, it it did end up airing in uh, in New Zealand. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I'd love to watch that show. I'm sure you can find it online. Probably because the Probably cops find were, it on YouTube. <laughs> the cops were great on the show too. <laughs> right. Yeah. I like the lady cop the best. <laughs> <laughs> now, you see, the real sad part is this. This dog's probably going to have to be put down now. <laughs> they just pull in an Australian Shepherd, <laughs> the nicest looking dog ever. A random dog. <laughs> when they found a, a werewolf attack incident yeah. where this uh, stew gets torn to shreds by werewolves. Yes. And they find a dog who just happened to be in the area <laughs> and they pin it all on him. Yeah. Look what you've done. <laughs> Look what you've done, mate. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's not good for the people. It's not good for the dogs. <laughs> it's just horrible. But at one point, the uh, cops actually have to come into the vampire's home because they overheard the fighting between Deacon and Nick. No, between... uh, Well, Deacon and Nick, and I also felt it was partly uh, Peter and the vampire hunter, I felt. Like, that's to me what it felt like, but... Well... Because it was like really quickly... Oh, it was Peter and the vampire because they they heard a breaking breaking glass and a lot of screaming. Yeah. That's what it was. But it was during the Deacon and Nick fight is when they came in. (laughs) Yep. But, um, was it Viago hypnotized Yeah. Him? Okay, yeah. I'm not a great hypnotizer, so they could break out of it at any moment. <laughs> right, so he hypnotizes them at the front door. Yes. And they ask to come in, so they don't necessarily see anything vampiric. He specifically says, you're not going to see anything out of the ordinary or something like, or you're not going to see anything weird. <laughs> right. We certainly but hope so, But they do pick up on every lacking uh, fucking fire alarm, <laughs> yeah. smoke alarm. Um, like all the adhesives right under the power box. <laughs> yeah. Again, no That's fire flammable. Alarms. No fire alarms anyway. And they see uh, the dead vampire right. under. And uh, they say, oh, what's wrong with him? Oh, he's drunk. He's like, you're not just going to leave him there, mate. That's bad for his back. <laughs> he's asleep with a stone tablet <laughs> like on top of him. Yeah. Well, and like they, the... Like, the first room they go into is where uh, Deacon and Nick were fighting, and Nick's, like, up in the corner. Oh, yeah. Of the room, like, like top... in the air. Yeah. <laughs> Stuck to the wall like Spider-Man. Deacon is flying at him, and uh, Vladislav is holding Deacon back by his feet. <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't know why they had to stay in that position. Because <laughs> they all eventually join them in the basement, <laughs> and they find <laughs> the dead vampire hunter. And then uh, Peter's ashes. And Peter's ashes. Yeah, what did they say when they found the bones? I don't remember what they said about that. <laughs> they said something. I know. He like picked up a rib cage, didn't he? Or a spinal cord? Spinal column or something? I, I don't remember. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> but yeah, I thought the movie was really funny. And like I yeah. said, like there are certain times where you could tell, like, it, oh, this was also just really good writing for the way this mm. all came together. Like, it did tell a full, packaged, rounded, tied-up story by the end of the documentary, yep. while not breaking that documentary feel. Yeah. Like, it all... Because, like, I even like how it ends. Like, they think Stu's dead, mm-hmm. and, like, it goes into, like, that... Like, documentaries will do sometimes where it's like, okay, we definitely finished the story, and then sometimes, like, in a doc, it's like, months later, something, part you know, part of that story, something else developed, so we got to go back and document some of it. Like, it shows, like, a group photo of everybody. It's got Viago, Vladislav, mm-hmm. Deacon, Peter, Nick, Stu, 
they're all there and looking happy. Mm-hmm. And then they get they get a phone call from Nick. It's like, hey guys, I've got a surprise for you. And Stu turns out to still be alive. <laughs> right. He's got a big <laughs> scar across his face. Looks like Seal now. <laughs> <laughs> and also, he seemed like a lot more talkative too when he came back after being a vampire. Or a, uh, a, a werewolf. werewolf. Stu becomes a werewolf at the end of this movie. Spoiler yes. alert. <laughs> Man, we are fucking rushing through this podcast. Damn, we keep doing two minutes. <laughs> we keep doing that. Um, well, let's take a look at our uh, our handy list dandy of, list. So, objective quality, very good. Right, right. It's, it's an excellently done film. Um, uh, what taste does this play to? Uh, I mean, comedies. Right, comedy. Uh, honestly, it kind of has a very um, Monty Python feel. It does. It's very like, like dry humor and witty. Yeah, it's, sensibilities. It's definitely a drier humor than you know we, some people might be used to. It's not. It's not like British Office dry, which is as right. bone dry as it can possibly get. Haven't watched the British Office, but I got through a little bit of the first episode and I just couldn't do it. <laughs> um, well, are you even but, a big fan of the regular Office? Yeah, I've seen a bunch of episodes of it, and I've enjoy it but i like parks and recs more okay well parks and we'll rec. have to watch the english parks and rec then okay it's called car parks and rec yeah Got um, <laughs> british humor <laughs> uh but uh yeah and then i mean if you're if you, you like are players yeah if you're already into like kind of spooky dark ghoulish gothic type stuff macabre what macabre 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 m-a-c-a-b-r-e what say it? Macabre? Yeah, what, what is that? Just the... Is that like the it's everything that genre? You, yeah, basically everything that you just described That's all into macabre. one word. Yeah, it's like the macabre. It's like the, the dark and kind of gory, but not really. And just like that overarching sense of foreboding. Like, huh. like most vampire movies could be described as macabre. Weird. I'll have to look that up afterwards. Let me, let me get an actual dictionary <laughs> definition for macabre. But um, while you're talking, if you're into any of that kind of stuff anyway, I mean, this is also a funny take on that because they do hit a lot of that on the head pretty well. They keep true to all their rules for vampires and stuff and like the house and everything, like the way they dress and stuff, they stick very much to that stereotypical vampire look. Right. And the main three, main four, if you're including Peter, all have, you know, a pretty standard way of becoming a vampire. Yep. It's just funny. <laughs> uh, macabre. Definition. Disturbing and horrifying because of involvement with or depiction of death and injury. Okay. Hmm. So it's dark humor. Yeah. It's, well, or not humor. Well, macabre but isn't humor. Just dark. But it's dark. definitely darker humor because, like, you're, you're rooting for the main characters, but they kill people. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know. Virgin people. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. Which typically means young. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there uh, so were like a couple a, of uh, young girl, girl vampires. <laughs> who, like, their thing was, like, getting creeps. Like pedophiles. Yeah, they like, kill gonna, pedophiles. Yeah. Like, are you going to kill any pedophiles tonight? And they just nod. It's like, good. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, what are some Which, uh, good movie examples? Like, if you like this, you'll like that. I mean, any of the movies they reference throughout it, too, probably. Again, if you like if you like vampire movies and lore and all that shit, this probably plays to it pretty well. I think The Lost Boys plays well. Yeah. They do the whole, I didn't know you liked to eat worms when he was eating the spaghetti. I haven't the seen Lost Boys. Oh, there's a scene in The Lost Boys where they make him think, like, for, he's eating something and he looks down at it and it's full of worms. Oh. <laughs> Your penis is a snake. <laughs> Made me think my cock was a snake. I've got to get out of here. It's not cool. That was Nick. Yeah. Um, he's just a regular penis. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just, it's super silly also. Yes, it's, it's a goofy movie. Right. Um, it's an extremely goofy movie. I thought it was very goofy. No, it's extremely goofy because they're in extreme sports. Ah, makes sense. <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, I don't know. Just like comedies, vampire movies. 
comedy vampire movies. Right. How many comedy vampire movies are there? If you like the movie The Little Vampire, you'll love this movie. <laughs> I've never heard of You never heard of that one? No. Oh, shit. That one, that one came out when I was in, like, first grade. It had uh, Jonathan Lipnicki in it from okay. Stuart Little and uh, Jerry Maguire. Okay. And uh, I think they move into a house and their next-door neighbors are vampires. Hmm. And there's a little kid vampire and Jonathan Lipnicki hangs... Is it Litnicki or Lipnicki? I don't know, man. Well, the fucking kid... He hangs out with the vampire kid. I don't even remember what happens in the movie. I think I saw it in theaters, but I don't remember what happens. What was it called? The Little Vampire? Uh, My Little Vampire. I'm just going to type in Little Vampire and see what happens. (laughs) uh, Lipnicky. L-I-P-N-I-C-K-I. Okay, Lipnicky. Limbizkitty. About the only other, off the top of my head, the only other... uh, Comedy vampire movie I can think of is Vampire Suck, which was a spoof of the Twilight movies. But mm. uh, I'm sure that was garbage, so <laughs> never saw it. But uh, yeah, that's your, I know there's more comedy vampire. There's got to be a lot of comedy vampire movies, but comedy zombie movies, Zombie Land, Zombie Land, Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, if you like any kind of like a horror spoof movie, this is definitely yeah. When it combines like. yeah, when it combines horror and comedy. In a more comedic way. Like, because right. Scream kind of combines horror and comedy, but it's more, it leans more towards horror yeah, than the comedy. Yeah, it's still made by Wes Craven, so. Yeah. This one's more like, if you like your horror and comedy leaning towards the comedy, this movie is a great addition, especially if you haven't seen it. By the way, I had Scream on the other day, mm-hmm. and I noticed at one point they're talking about um, uh, Nightmare, uh, yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street, and... Um, I think it was Drew Barrymore. She said that uh, the first one was good, but the rest of them sucked. Or in, I don't remember. I think it was her who said that um, all those Wes Carpenter movies are lame. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just like the Wes Carpenter reference. Yeah. Which one of them is dead? Is it Jonathan, John Carpenter or is it Wes Craven? Wes Craven. Wes Craven is dead. John Rip. Carpenter might be dead also. I don't know. I'll look that up too. <laughs> might as well just keep my phone handy. <laughs> I mean, I have a whole computer right in front of me, but... Yes, you do, but... No, then John Carpenter is still mic. alive. Really? Yes, he is. Oh. oh, look at him. Good for him. Does he have any kids named Michael Myers? Do you think he dedicated yeah. his son's life to being a horror fictional character that he made up? Uh, probably not, <laughs> if I had to guess. Uh, plus, you know... His last name is Carpenter. Yeah, Michael Myers Carpenter. Uh, Myers isn't really a middle name, but okay. It could be be any name. Myers could be a first name. Okay, how about you just, when you have a kid, you name it Myers. I'll run it by Kate later. No, just do it. She'll probably like it. Just go for it. Well, she has to have the kid. (laughs) That's fair. Unless you want to have my kid. (laughs) No, I'm good, thanks. This podcast took a weird turn. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I didn't expect (laughs) to be talking about impregnating my podcast host. (laughs) Uh, co-host co-host sorry <laughs> um uh but as far as uh i mean i'd only heard about the movie a week ago which when you told me about it did you even tell was it were we recording the podcast when you were telling <laughs> I me about so. it well this is a quick turnaround then for episodes yeah yeah remember last week if you nick when uh, you listened to last week's episode um <laughs> or uh dylan i know you listened to last week's episode or dylan um <laughs> Yeah, remember when uh, we said that was the most up-to-date we'd ever been because we were recording it the same day we were releasing it? We, we, we're we now on Monday. One day <laughs> before the day we release it. That either makes this more fresh or less fresh. Which one is it? I would say less, slightly less fresh than last week because it's... I guess. But at least we're going to be recording mid... or posting midday tomorrow. So how about that? As we're supposed to be doing. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, we've we fell off the wagon there for a little bit. So well, we missed two weeks. Well, we missed two because we had a backlog one. So I'm now saying we have, two yeah, weeks we took, we've two gone weeks without a podcast. Yeah, not not at the same time either. Not in succession. I mean, yeah. Uh, so uh, real quick for the social relevance too. Sorry to bring it back on topic here. No, that's fine. Um, I guess really, I mean, then was five years ago. So. 
I mean, but yeah. now, I mean, there's a show. There's a whole new show mm-hmm. following the same sort of a formula, which could have really honestly have gone either direction. Could have been really great. Could have sucked because it's like, how can ah, you... Sucked. Thank you. Yeah. Um, how can you, you know, keep that concept going episode after episode? And I think they do it really well. Like, I, I'm, I'm really enjoying the show. It's quite funny. Feels like the movie, but it's its own thing. Yeah, and uh, talking about the movie, though... I wasn't, I mean, I kind of think it doesn't have any, like, particular place in time, really. Mm-mm. Because it, I thought even the movie could have possibly been made, like, ten years ago or something. And then it just had to, like, sit on a shelf to get released because it's kind of like a niche-type film. Yeah. But, I mean, there's no, like, specific references to, like, anything topical or news base i mean like the most like technological thing which since that advances so often that can kind of pinpoint a movie the only thing that they mentioned with that was facebook and youtube and they used youtube to watch uh sunrises (laughs) so they get to look at the sun yeah well and then they got a camera so now they don't need to rely on each other to tell them how they look right yeah they can just use the digital camera to take a picture and then wait so they can see the pictures of themselves oh they could see pic- yeah, I was wondering not about that when they were going over like them drawing themselves and yeah. stuff. I love that too. <laughs> it's like, well, we can't. It's it's difficult to get dressed because you can't see yourself in the mirror. Yeah, and then also thinking about someone who's not seen what they looked like for a hundred years. Yeah. Um, I go for a look I call dead but delicious. <laughs> which uh, which one of the three main ones were your favorite? Probably Viago. Viago? Yeah, I, I liked Viago a lot. I think I liked that Vlad is love the most. Vlad was great, too. <laughs> Deacon was funny, but uh, more often than not, he was kind of an asshole. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Just like Nick said. Where I thought, like, Viago was like, or Vlad is love was like a good, like, uh, merger between, like, being an asshole and also being, like, really nice at the same time. Yeah. So that, like, made it funnier when he'd, like, go one way with an argument and then another way with another one. Yeah. Like, like when he takes Viago's side on who should be doing the dishes. <laughs> you haven't done the dishes in five years. It's <laughs> embarrassing when they pile up over there. I hate bringing people over. You've left your bloody mess over there in the corner. <laughs> Cut to the dishes actually covered in blood. blood. <laughs> Vampires. We only have people over when we're going to eat them. <laughs> Until Stu showed up. Until Stu showed up. And also, at that point, he'd been knowing Jackie, so... Yeah, but she Actually, was a why familiar. why was she doing the dishes? Well. <laughs> you can it's tell... total bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> well, later on, he tells Jackie to do the dishes. Yeah, that's right. Well, also, the commitment to the accents, I really like. Yeah. <laughs> they all had Transylvanian accents, which surprised me. Yeah. Yeah, except for Nick. Yeah, Nick. Um... You know, if you watch the show, then Nandor would probably be your favorite character from the show. He's kind of a, I feel like, slight combination of uh, Vladislav and uh, Viago. He leans more towards Viago, but uh, he's got kind of the Vladislav background where he was also like a imperial despot <laughs> type of character. Yeah, but Did then you say like torture roar, torturer, torturer, yeah. Roar. But uh, he's he's kind of a slight combination of the two of them. <laughs> when uh, I haven't been watching the series, but I just flicked on last week's episode, me and my girlfriend, and uh, you, you could say Kate, who we dropped her name here before. Have I? Yes. Okay. Well, I didn't know if you, knew you earlier, name. just earlier. I'm like, you should name your kid Myers, and you're like, I have to run it by Kate. <laughs> That's my other girlfriend. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> and I was surprised uh, that Dave Batista, Dave Batista, Batista. Popped up also. Yeah, that was... Again, <laughs> last week's episode... It took me a minute, though. I wasn't sure if it was him. He's like, is that uh, Drax? I was like, I don't know. And I don't know why it took me so long, but... Was it when he talked that you were like, yeah, that's definitely him? No, I had been listening to him talk. It just... I needed oh. to hear him talk more, I guess. Yeah. And then he started doing very Drax-type things. I will stab them 5,000 times yeah, with this. like, okay. Switch so, hands. Yeah, it's him. Stab them 5,000 times. <laughs> Who turns a baby into a vampire? <laughs> it's like, oh, so Dave Batista might be a one-trick pony. <laughs> the very dry delivery. <laughs> or very uh, uh, deadpan. deadpan delivery, yeah. 
Which, hey, works for him, you know? I guess, yeah. I will have to see that uh, new movie with Camille Nanjiani and see if it still works. See, I haven't seen any trailers for that. The one I keep seeing trailers for is My Spy, where he's, like, a spy, and then, like, uh, this, like, basically this little girl, like, catches him and, like, while he's, like, in a surveillance room or whatever. And he's, like, just, like, a stereotypical action movie spy. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's shoot first, ask questions later. Right. And he's, like, on thin ice at the agency because they're, like, like as they show in the trailer, he was supposed to get, he's, like, you're task was supposed to be find out what they know which is hard to do when they're all dead <laughs> sounds like the pacifier mixed with the toy then it's kind of the pacif- it's kind of like the pacifier but uh <laughs> i haven't seen any trailers for that i never even heard of that one. Oh, my it's spot. batista though yeah huh. yeah it looks like oh, he's it, coming it, out with a bunch of stuff good yeah. for him yeah no he doesn't have to break his neck jumping from the top belt anymore or from the top uh top rope top rope thank you <laughs> fourth belt for anyone who didn't know, Dave Batista was a wrestler. <laughs> he just recently had his last match, wasn't it? Like, oh, did he? WrestleMania this year or some shit? I have no idea. I follow him on Twitter. And it's going to be his so. last match until he comes back next year for $20,000 appearance. <laughs> yeah. And then he'll choke slam whoever's running WWE at that point and get 5,000 retweets. And then come back next year and do it again. It's what all these wrestlers do. Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, until they die. <clears throat> Anyways, <laughs> that's the wrestling section of the podcast. Right, sorry. No, that's cool. I don't really know any other wrestlers. John Cena. I mean, then The Rock. He just keeps doing Make-A-Wishes all yeah. the time. He's done more Make-A-Wishes than any other like request that's been Yep, he's fulfilled make-a-wish. more Make-A-Wishes than anybody else. What if he's just had the most requests but didn't fulfill them? <laughs> That'd be sad. <laughs> Well, now that I've hold the record for most fulfilled requests, I'm done. <laughs> and then I'm going to set the record for fewest fulfilled requests. <laughs> All right, then. Well, um, so I guess, again, at the end of the day, what uh, what were your thoughts? Overall, again, I know we've said it several times, but how'd you like the movie, Jay? I liked the movie. Yeah, there I we thought go. it was good. <laughs> Literally an hour after you left, me and Kate put it on just for something to watch. And then I figured, I'm going to be a good boy. I'm not going to wait till the last minute to watch the movie anymore. <laughs> I did that this week. Of. Oh, did you just watch it today? No, no I watched it yesterday. For Game of Thrones. Yeah, right. yeah I, I watched, an, it's an hour and 29 minutes. I watched an hour, well, I, there's like an hour 25, I think. <laughs> I watched an hour 20, turned it off, watched last week's, or this week's Game of Thrones, uh, season 8, episode 5, so we can date this podcast. Um... Uh, and then after Game of Thrones was done, I put back on the last five minutes of what we do in the shadows. <laughs> and also for uh, <clears throat> that reminder, Shard went to bed. <laughs> for anyone who doesn't know, stick around to the end of the credits, or fast forward through the credits, because there's a very special, non-disclosed tag at the very end of the movie, starring Deacon that you should watch. Yes. Yeah, so you know if you're used to your Marvel movies, <laughs> sit through the whole thing. Well, they're not in a the theater to watch it, so just fast forward it. No, sit through the whole thing. You don't need to see you, how long your special owe, thanks pages are. You owe every single person who worked on that movie your time and watching their name go past. Including a, the cat that they, thanks, that they thank at the end. I don't they, remember its name. Oh, they thank the cat that they superimposed Jermaine Clement's face onto? Oh, yeah, that may have been why. Yeah, they special thanked a cat at some point. I bet it was that cat. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I like the movie, and... Uh, there wasn't really much hype built up to it, which was probably a good thing. So yeah. it lived up to whatever hype you gave it last week. Go back and listen to the podcast. Which I think mostly was, yeah, we should definitely watch this movie because it's good. Yeah. And it's one you haven't seen yet. It definitely lives up to that hype. If you haven't seen it, definitely watch it. It's good. Yeah. Don't go saying it's the best movie I've ever seen. Don't no. say it's the best mockumentary you've ever seen. But it's a good, funny movie. It is a funny movie. It's enjoyable. Fun characters. It's only an hour and a half. This is true. So, you know, you know, <laughs> kind of like 90s movies used to be like we discussed on Men in Black last week. I was just like, they always used to be 90 minutes. Yeah. And, uh... Which you... I think was perfect for this movie. Like, I think that was just like a good amount of runtime. Much more probably would have worn out its welcome a little bit later. Probably. But... Well, especially in a documentary format. Yeah. That's why documentary shows, for me, are a lot better. Where I can watch episodes <clears throat> of it. Well, and I think that's one strength that the show has. It's like... 
here's just the events here 30 minutes you're done so you can always just keep coming back to it which i think you know like helps any kind of one use that format i think the documentary format can kind of quickly if you're not into a documentary it can wear out its welcome very fast yes you have to for me i have to be in the mood for a documentary yeah and typically i have to be in the mood for this specific for a specific one i can't just think I want to learn about something right now, and then just put on an hour and a half documentary. Oh, see, I can do that. Yeah, no. Though the documentary has to catch mood. mood. <laughs> the no. documentary has to catch my attention, like all movies do. But uh, I would have to like see it in my queue for a while, and it would have to be a subject I've heard about. And it's like, uh, yeah, that sounds kind of interesting. Before I even click on it, I won't like put it on, and like if I don't know anything about it, just because you know. Yeah. Oh, see, I'll, I'll do that if I'm like, oh, that sounds interesting. It's got to be like the stars aligned for me to watch a documentary, I think. Well, I think next week we should watch a documentary then. No. Okay. <laughs> uh, the stars are out of sync for you, sir. <laughs> nah, that's fine. Uh, well, I guess, yeah, I will agree that this one is a good movie. Mm-hmm. Go watch it. And uh, if you need to know where to watch it, I personally watched it on Amazon Prime. Where did you see it? Uh, Molly bought it on Amazon Prime. The Prime, so oh, okay. yeah, so we didn't even rent it. We own it, so you own it on Prime. Yeah. Do you buy a lot of movies on Prime? Nah. Like ones that we've had to watch for this, we'll just rent. Right. Um, but like, Molly owns a bunch of movies on Prime, so it's hard for me to get behind buying anything digital. <clears throat> See, I enjoy buying digital. Really? Yeah. Like a lot of my games on my PlayStation are digital. Well, games, yes. I'm talking about movies, especially with a service like Prime, where it's like subscription based. Because you can buy a lot of movies on DirecTV also. The video on demand, you can just buy them now. It's like, but... Yeah, but then you... I don't know. Because I think we're That feels moving, so impermanent. Well, we're moving away from having physical copies of shit. Right. So... <laughs> Tell the vinyl collectors that. <laughs> I mean, everything comes in cycles. But there's right. not really a good analog format of video that's going to stick around. Like, VHSs wear out. And oh, yeah. then what do you have before that? Like actual just Laser film disc? strips. <laughs> Laserdisc, I'm pretty certain, was after VHS. Was it? Yeah, I'm positive oh. it was. Really? Oh, yeah, I guess it was the in-between of DVD, huh? Yeah, but, uh, well, I mean... Betamax, though. You know, you, you go back to an old film projector, mm-hmm. and you can have the actual film, but... Mm. Good luck keeping that around. Well, I mean, but if we're talking produced. about physical copies that wear out or not, I mean, there's the... Ultra HD DVD and the Blu-ray, which yeah. are the they look the exact same. Yeah, no, I'm not like I'm not the type of person who can spot the like I'm not. Well, like, somebody like can... you actually can't between those two, <clears throat> the Ultra HD DVDs and then the Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. The only, well, actually no, because when they made them the Is Ultra it... HD DVD, it even holds the same space as a Blu-ray. Well, disc, wasn't Ultra HD though? Isn't that like 8K? No, 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 no. I'm not talking about 4K. I'm talking about. Oh, you the mean DVD HD DVD? Yes, I'm talking about that. The very the, end when of it was... the line that DVD hit, yeah, and was... then where Blu-ray was coming in. Yeah. The only Which... difference is that Sony made Blu-ray, and Sony was able to get Blu-ray put into every system everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It was the same thing of VHS versus Betamax. Or as uh, Tropic Thunder points out, you just look to what porn bags. <laughs> I don't whatever, know if I, I, is there a lot of porn on Blu-ray. <laughs> I couldn't tell you, but according to Th- <laughs> Tropic Thunder, that's how it worked. Uh. <coughs> this whatever. is knowledge that we could use in the making of our own film, John. <laughs> yes. Do it the porn way. We've got three characters, two are girls, or four characters, two are girls, two are guys. So yeah, there you go. Let's make it happen. Yeah, I guess uh, we're also yeah we're working on a short film too. It's called Role Play: The Orgy. <laughs> Yeah, we just added that <laughs> subtitle in at the end of it now. <laughs> uh, but Nick, you already know about that, so right, right, right. Not the orgy part, the short film part. <laughs> uh, but okay, let's uh, wrap this some bitch up. Do you yes, want to talk sir. about a possible movie for next week? Um, well, I kind of picked this movie. I mean, if you want another fucking tab, man. Yeah, that's how I do it, dude. We were up to, what, 19 or some shit? Uh, yeah, 19, right. 20. So we can drop uh, what we do in the shadows off the bottom of the list. Um, you want to keep on vampires? We could watch The Lost Boys. <laughs> That's another one you've never seen. Let's jump off vampires for a moment. Uh, I know Jordan's going to be in town soon-ish. We could possibly do the Godfather episode. 
At one point, we talked about having him as a special guest on. All right, yeah, but and he's uh, got a podcast. He's gonna be you know, let's let's find out when he's in town so we right. can record that, and also so I can dedicate two and a half hours to watching The Godfather. Is it that long? It's, Was that the first movie to go that long? <laughs> no, fucking Gone with the Wind is fucking. Oh, is it that long? Gone with the Wind, Ben Hur. Those movies are fucking three and a half, four hours long. Mm. No, I The Godfather. Know I skipped those movies. Same here. The Godfather. The Godfather is two hours fifty five minutes. Jeez, sorry, not two and a half. It's almost three. But that's okay because again, I've already sat through Endgame twice, and I'll go definitely see it one more time at least. <laughs> Got to help it push past Avatar. Avatar sucks. Avatar: The Blue Man Group. Yeah, Avatar: The Blue Man Group. Oh, I thought that movie was fine. It wasn't even fine. It was. It sucked. It was unoriginal. But yeah, it it's just, not the it, most original movie. But if you're the gonna visuals say that didn't the visual, blow me away. Well, if you're gonna say that they suck, though, that's fucking wrong. They didn't age well, didn't they? I haven't seen it in a while. I was gonna say, watch it again now. I'm not like to. It, it, you can say in it's fairness, visually innovative at the very maybe least. for the time. That's what I'm saying. But it's innovative. It was the first to do something like that. But it doesn't. But it didn't hold up. So neither but, did the fucking iPhone one. It's still that's, innovative as shit. Okay, that's fair. Here's <laughs> the thing, though. Here's yeah, I'm going to go on a rant about Avatar for a moment. I did not see Avatar in theaters, and I had no desire to because it didn't look good to me then. Uh-huh. Then I finally saw it in, I think, like 2014 or some shit. Okay, so this so, is a movie and that I saw did not it live up to the hype for you. It didn't live up you to the hype. You saw it five years late. Uh, yeah, uh, six years. I came out, it came no out in 2009. Way. Oh, wait. Are you sure? Yep. Because it came out the same year that Terminator Salvation came out. Came out the same year. Which was a big year for Sam Worthington. <sighs> no shit. I thought could have swore it was 2008. 2009 according to IMDb. Anyways. <laughs> I like how you threw in the according to IMDb. Like you still <laughs> might be right. You're wrong, sir. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> um, and I saw it on a regular TV. Mm-hmm. Not in 3D. And I was I didn't care about any of it. Like I didn't the the visuals were not that impressive. I was like, if a movie is like, oh, you have to see it this way, then that doesn't mean shit because not everybody's gonna see it that way. And subsequent viewings aren't necessarily gonna be seen it that way. Fucking Mad Max Fury Road holds up because it looked great on the theater screen and it looks great on a TV. Will it look great on an, like an iPhone screen? Probably not, because you're making it so much smaller. But like subsequent viewings for Fury Road, fantastic. I saw Avatar once. I don't care if I ever see it again. I don't give a shit that James Cameron wants to make 17 of these fucking things. And now you know how I felt about the Mortal Kombat movie. <laughs> <laughs> you That's saw fair. it late, therefore you do not give a shit about it. That's fair. Now, but like I'm saying, I mean, it's not that it needed to be seen in a specific way. You saw it way late. You saw no, but it, it post Jungle Book, where they did actually do everything visual effects, which I didn't even care for the Jungle Book. I didn't see Jungle Book either, but it does need to be like Avatar needs to be seen on a giant IMAX screen. In I 3D. saw it in a hotel, and I liked it. The first time I saw it. Granted, I saw it in the summer of 2009. <laughs> or, no, 2010. I was, was going to say, there's no way in hell you saw it. Summer 2009. Well, it came out in, like, July or something? <laughs> Probably. I, it just gave me a year. I, I'm not going to be wrong twice about year. that. I forgot because I was doing a wrestling tournament thing. Yeah. So I was in a hotel the summer of 2010, and I saw it on a fucking shit-ass hotel TV. And I still liked it from there. Yeah. So, just, it, it, but Avatar's... my big cringe, or not cringe, my big uh, bugaboo was that you said it sucked. It does it, suck. No, it doesn't suck. It's not for you. And I'm creating a new podcast where I talk about <laughs> shit that's not for me. <laughs> it's going to be like this one where we watch shit that's like way overhyped and we're like, I don't fucking get it. What's the point? <laughs> it's which, not for you. Which, I'm going to be honest could be godfather if we do that so <laughs> i love the godfather but i mean I totally... i'm seeing this what uh 50 years late when it come out 70s 70 something i just had it pulled okay, up so here 40 years 1972 47, 47 years seven years holy shit that's closer to 50 than i thought yeah All right. um but uh 
So well, we're possible not necess- Godfather, though. Possible. Yeah, yeah. When, it depends on when Jordan is available. Uh, we might be seeing Avatar. Uh... A hard <laughs> hell fucking, though. Um, I just... Uh, I just did the one movie for um, my buddy's podcast. I know you haven't seen it. No, I have not. But it's one that came out in 2006. It really came out that recently? I remember seeing it when I worked at Schnucks, and I thought it was an older movie than that. Stranger Than Fiction? Yeah, like in like the DVD bin that Schnucks would have sometimes. No, it's not older than that. Wait, what what do you mean? What do you mean, what do I mean? You haven't worked at Schnucks since 2006. No, I started working at Schnucks in 2008. Yeah. And it was in the DVD bin. Yeah. And to me, I thought that was an older, older movie. Older than two years old. Oh, you thought since the DVD was in a grocery store bin, you would Yeah, in a grocery store bargain bin. <laughs> no. It's not like a Walmart bargain bin where you could get newer movies. <laughs> this was specifically just a grocery store. I will say this about the movie. Extremely underhyped. Mm-hmm. Except for by me, because I like it a lot. I mean, that was also, what, Primal Fear? Well, I don't know. Primal Fear was like 20 years old. No, I know. I'm 30 years old at this point. I'm saying it's extremely underhyped, except by you, (laughs) because you like it. Yeah, I guess. But Primal Fear is a good movie. I'm saying, like, this movie didn't make a big splash when it came out in general. Gotcha. I don't know about Primal Fear when that came out. That may have been a big movie. I'm not sure. Maybe. Big movie for Ed Norton. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, No, yeah, we can do Stranger Than Fiction. Okay. I'm done with that. Okay. So then... We'll plan on that, and then it, I'll find out from Jordan. That might be next week or the week after or something. Yeah, or maybe we if we need to do, uh, you know, actually backlogs. Get, yeah, get a little bit of a backlog, which will help us a lot, a little bit. Yeah. But, uh, and then we can get Kate's uh, Friday the 13th backlogged also. Yep, we can do that. And then I told uh, Dylan, oh, Dylan, I told him if he ever wanted to be a guest, he could. And you know what movie he says he hasn't seen hmm. is Reservoir Dogs. Fuck yes. <laughs> so we could do that movie since we've both you seen have, it and oh, you're obviously a Tarantino fan. Yes, I do very much enjoy Tarantino's movies. Right. So we could do an episode with him about Reservoir Dogs. I would, I would be down with that. And just as a recap, since I've mentioned him four or five <clears throat> times, uh, his podcast is The Scene That Got You. Um, my episode will be coming out the 15th, the Wednesday, the day after this episode is coming out. Yeah. So, spoiler alert for the movie you picked. Yeah. But uh, we don't go into depth so much about, like, what happens in the movie and that and stuff. It's mm-hmm. just talking about why I liked it specifically and his first impression of it. Fuck, I guess that is very similar, isn't it? Yeah. It's, uh, he's biting our style and he's doing it in 30 minutes. <laughs> I mean, we we got this one done half an hour ago. It's just... Yeah, now we've now just we're, been chasing we're, our tail. Yeah, now we're talking just, shit. Yeah, now we're just kind of... About Turn James it. Cameron and his movie. I fucking hope Endgame blows it out of the water. It probably will. It's still got about $300 million to go, but it's also only in its third week. Huh. So. Yeah, it's got some time. It's still got some stain. I thought you were talking about for when the next Avatar comes out, you hope Endgame will still be better than that. Yeah. I would assume so, since and, the Marvel movies have had more, like... Turnaround time? <laughs> you get three yes. a year? And, uh... Last Avatar was in 2009. They've all been, by and large, successful for the most part. Yeah. Except the Hulk. The Incredible Hulk. I liked the Incredible Hulk. No, no, no. What I'm saying, though, is I think that was probably the single least successful by, like, money. Are you sure? Not even Thor of the Dark World? Because that one was a fucking stinker. Yeah, but a lot of people liked the original Thor. Probably the Dark World better than the original Thor. I did, too. (laughs) Actually, after we watched Endgame... For the first time, Molly and I start watched Iron Man again, mm-hmm. which was only the second time I'd seen Iron Man. Really? Yeah, I saw it once forever ago, and then huh. a couple weeks ago I watched it again. And we're like, okay, we're going to start watching the MCU all the way from the beginning. We watched Iron Man, and we just cannot bring ourselves to watch The Incredible Hulk. We're trying to. I don't know why. The Incredible Hulk's good. It's kind of one of the worst, like of the of the comparatively, like it's not. I'm bad. saying if you like Dark World better than the first Thor. You're probably gonna like Incredible Hulk better than Dark. I've World. seen the Incredible Hulk. I've seen every MCU movie. Yeah, I know, but ha- has it been a long time since you've seen the Incredible Hulk? Yeah, it's been a long time since I saw the original Thor, though, as well. Right. Okay. Well, Cap, the first Avenger, is still my favorite of the setup movies for the OG Avengers. So, and nobody likes First Avenger apparently. I like that one. Yeah, I loved the First Avenger. 
Fucking Noah loves that one too. Yeah. Cap's my favorite. I don't know if he's my favorite, but I mean that. <coughs> I'm wearing movie. his damn shirt right now. I'm wearing a Detroit Tigers shirt. I don't even watch the games anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Um, all right, let's so, uh, quit. Yeah, we'll 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 start wrapping this up. So we're gonna do Stranger Than Fiction next week. Mm-hmm. I can let you borrow the Blu-ray. Okay, because I have it here. So. Perfect. Uh, and you just watched it, so it's not like you need to watch it again. Yeah, I probably will though. I'll probably watch it with Kate. Okay. Wait. But then how? Shit. <laughs> I didn't think or about we... this. I can get my hands on it. Don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> Appreciate it, but don't worry about it. Oh, wait. It comes with it. Oh, wait. No, it's just the Blu-ray copy. Well, I can give you like the digital version of it if you want it. Yeah, we'll figure Download it out. Download on Voodoo or some shit. Ah, we're good. Thank you. We'll figure it out. Okay. Well, all right. So that's the plan for next week. Um, Stranger Than Fiction. Yep. And then in the coming future, a possible Godfather, a possible Friday the 13th, a possible with, Reservoir Dogs. All three of those with guests. Mm-hmm. And then Race still wants to do Battleship. Race wants to do Battleship. Maybe he'll guest. Um, <laughs> he just wants us to talk about Battleship. Yes, he does. Um, I know Molly's been wanting me to watch Birdcage, so maybe we'll do that and get her on. The Nathan Lane movie? And yeah. Robin Williams? Yep, Nathan Lane Robin Williams. Oh, okay. Um, so we've got we've got some stuff. Um, have you seen Snowpiercer? No, but before we get on this No, tangent, no, I know, no, I was going to oh. say, could you just add that to the list? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I wasn't going to go on a tangent. I was just like let, making a suggestion to add <laughs> oh, okay, to the okay. list. Um, All right, everyone. So that's the week's planned ahead. Don't be late. Somewhat. Uh, hold on, hold on. We got to plug all our shit. Oh, you can't. You can't. This is the fourteenth episode. 13th? You still, you still plug. You still plug your Twitters and your Instagram. I said, don't be late, <laughs> and that means don't be late. All right. Uh, Twitter is at LTTS Podcast. Instagram is late to the podcast. Late to the podcast. I'm at Rosendoom2 on Twitter. And I'm at Jake underscore Lavoy. Yep. And do uh, not forget that underscore very important. Yes. And uh, we're what late to the podcast at gmail.com or late to the show at gmail. Late to the podcast at gmail.com. Late to the podcast, definitely. What? What? What's the okay what's late the to the podcast at gmail.com. Okay, perfect. That's what I just said. Okay, no, I was just I was just making sure it wasn't like late to the show podcast at gmail.com. No. Okay. Late to the podcast at gmail.com for sure. Yes. Yes, don't be late. Oh boy.